Well, hey there, you guys. This is Coach Joel. I'm your host. I'm here with Coach Emily, the co-host of the Proclivity Podcast. Thanks for joining in. We're here to help you create a healthier body and happier life. We love working with certain individuals, the ones that feel that they're too busy to be able to find health or happiness. We got you. We got you. We do. Our moms, our dads, our busy business professionals, we got you. And that's why we get right to the source with our podcast. Everything that you possibly would want to know about proclivity is on these podcasts. So check out all the different episodes. If you like the proclivity podcast, truly like it. It see it helps us to grow. And if you give it a review, it helps us even more. So if you've gained anything out of the proclivity podcast, please give us a review. We would love that. Wouldn't we? Much appreciated. Much appreciated. If you guys ever want to see us live, we do record these. It's on our Facebook page, The Proclivity Method. And you would see that Emily has an incredible shirt on. I saw it earlier today, and I was like, man, this shirt is awesome. And Why, thank you. Uh, and then we also talked about how neither of us like to go pants shopping. <laughs> That's a real thing. Who, like, I, I want to know someone who does, yeah. <laughs> if anyone out there loves to go pants shopping, please let us know. Because I, I got some new Wranglers. I ordered them online. I didn't even want to go. You probably have the same style and you probably order five of them. You're getting, you're getting to it. (laughs) Emily knows me guys. If you, if you see me, I got the same shirt on. I get my shirts from sewn West. They do organically, uh, organic cotton, um, locally sourced. It's a great company to be able to support sewn West S E W N West. That was a plug for Sun West. They got that for free. <laughs> this is awesome. They do women's clothing too? Nope. Just shirts. That's what I love about it. All right. For right now, that's what they do. And I love right. the simplicity of like, we make shirts and we make them well. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. take my money. Take my mm-hmm, money. Mm-hmm. It's like us. Yeah. We, do, we do nutrition. We do nutrition well. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So let's talk about nutrition. We're going to be diving in and talking about salt today, you guys. Salt. Man, is this just a topic where people get so fired up. We tell people like, hey, put some salt in your morning water. <gasps> you What? You're going to give me a heart attack? I'm going to for sure have heart disease my blood pressure is going to go through the roof your blood pressure's through the freaking roof because you're running at a million miles an hour busy all the dang time not getting enough sleep let's be honest guys okay we're not emily at any point feel free to start pulling the reins on me because <laughs> you're, you're summing up the podcast in a nutshell <laughs> dag nabbit i get fired i get fired you're, up about you're it. On it you guys yep. majority Same. of your nutrition is poor because you have poor structure. 
you're you're running around feeling like you need to appease everyone else around you your boss your wife your husband your kids your friends your coworkers your neglecting and neglecting and neglecting learning to say no is one of the best words that you can get in your vocabulary but i digress we're talking about salt so we're going to dive into salt today, guys. We're going to talk about why you should have salt, how much salt you should have, the benefits of salt, the drawbacks of salt, all the goodness of salt. The, the myths of salt. The myths of salt. So, Coach Emily, mm -hmm. let's dive in. What is salt? Salt. It, it is a mineral. It's a mineral. Um, so if you see it in a, on a food label as an ingredient, you'll see it as sodium chloride most often. It can come in different forms, yet that's the most basic. So it's found in nature. It's found in the sea. It's found in um, rocks or streams and in certain foods, even natural foods. And are all salts equal? No, <laughs> when it comes to nature, well, even when it comes to, to nature, no, um, different salts in different parts of the world are going to have different trace elements as far as levels, meaning different levels of magnesium, calcium, um, and potassium are the main ones. And so, and then when you're talking about table salt, very different. So table salt, what you see on most restaurant tables, the white salt that comes out of the shaker or aka Morton's, the one with the little girl holding the umbrella, that is a highly refined salt. So they heat it up, which takes out like any other refined food in oil even, takes out all the good nutrients out of it. And you're literally just left with the sodium chloride. You don't have those other trace minerals in it. And then what they do with table salt is because they're finding Americans were low in iodine, they added iodine back into it. So I would say that might be a benefit of table salt is because it's going to have more iodine than the other natural occurring salt, yet you're missing all the other nutrients, which I would deem more necessary. And when you're saying the other nutrients, we're talking about magnesium, potassium, that that's in there yep, with exactly. more, more like um, sea salt or pink Himalayan salt that's going to have higher exactly. levels of magnesium, potassium, um, iodine. Why do we need iodine? What, what, what mm -hmm. is that? Yeah. So usually people with thyroid issues. So it's a very important, uh, nutrient for proper thyroid health. So that is on the rise as well. And that is one easy nutrient to go to, to help with thyroid, to support your thyroid. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's not common in the American diet. Mm -hmm. so that's why they added it to salt. Got you. And let's, let's touch on, we talked about magnesium and potassium, right? People are People think about magnesium and potassium. You know, I, I saw somebody, um, a, f a friend of ours, uh, who was looking at the back of soy milk and said, oh, I, I was told I need to get more magnesium. So I was looking at the back of soy milk for magnesium. Well, I know we're talking about salt, yet with salt <laughs> and appropriate salt, it is going to have magnesium and potassium in it. When it comes to magnesium and potassium, 
what are the benefits of magnesium and potassium, right? Just real Mm -hmm. quick. And what are the foods that magnesium and potassium are in? Yeah. So if you're eating a whole food diet, whole foods diet, say 80, 90% whole foods, you usually don't have to worry about getting these supplementally. I will say there is a caveat to that. If we're not getting locally grown food or organic all the time, your, your foods are going to be a little bit lower in magnesium because of the regenerative agriculture issue, meaning our soils are depleted of magnesium. So that's where some of the issues are arising, where our foods are, our whole foods even are depleted of magnesium. Yeah. If you're getting organic a majority of the time, you're getting locally grown food here and there, you're going to be getting the majority of your, your magnesium, calcium, and potassium needs. <clears throat> magnesium helps with, so mag- these are all electrolytes in general, all of them are going to overall help with your helping your nervous system and your nerves communicate with each other. So for example, when you get a cramp in a muscle, that is an issue with improper electrolyte balance. When your body swells up and is bloated or puffy, that's an issue with electrolyte balance. When you have a headache, cramps, energy issues, um, you're trying to tell your your legs to move when you're running in a workout and they're just going slow. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's helping the electrolytes are helping your brain communicate to your body, hey, move, and that's the electrolytes. So magnesium specifically helps with calming uh, your muscles down. Um, and then you know they all they all work synergistically. So for example, too, and we can get in, we'll get into this later is if you're lower in these potassium and magnesium nutrients, it's going to affect your salt um, absorption and utilization as well. And so they, what's so cool about salt is that they tend to, when they're naturally, naturally occurring, come together in a perfect harmonious combination for what our body actually needs. Isn't that weird that nature created something that works just so well? (laughs) Weird. Weird. So I, I don't want negation acknowledge. I don't want people to overthink it. I want people to think simply, oh, if I stick to whole foods, add some natural sea salt to my food to taste, I will be getting these appropriate amounts and not have to worry about supplementing here or there. Right, right, right. And the we're talking about salt, guys, but what Emily is doing is she's bringing around that the appropriate salt is going to have the electrolytes in it. And the electrolytes are vital, mm-hmm. vital to function, our body being able to function. This is this is why uh, they don't do um, like water challenges, right? How much water can you drink in 24 hours? They did that and, and people died. Mm-hmm. And why did they die, Coach Emily? It's overhydration, imbalance of electrolytes. Started losing signals yeah. to the heart. The heart didn't know mm-hmm. to, to beat anymore. There was no signals. So right. we're, we're talking about salt and... Salt has been demonized as, as being so bad, yet we're bringing in that with salt, there's these electrolytes. Good salt is going to have these electrolytes, and we're going to talk more about um, the salt mm-hmm. itself. Um, it, what are in, in addition, go ahead. I apologize. I didn't answer one of your questions. In addition to salt, where you'd find higher levels of magnesium, potassium, calcium would be the nuts and seeds and leafy greens tend to be the highest. Yet the majority, if you're getting a variety of whole foods, you're going to meet those requirements for the most part. Right, right, right. So again, if you've listened to our podcast, simple and easy are not the same thing. 
There's no magic diet. There's no magic pill. It's being able to go, am I going to be committed to be consistent and allow this, these different habits to compound? If you're looking for the quick spike, the quick change, you'll get it. You will get the corresponding quick drop as well. This is why there's a $72 billion diet industry, and yet we are at the highest we've ever been in obesity rates. Something's not working, guys. So let's get back to salt. What are the best mm-hmm. kinds of uh, salts? Like, what are the ones that we say, like, hey, these are the salts that you should be seasoning your food with or maybe sprinkling into your morning water? What are those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you're looking at the best, the best, highest level of trace minerals, you're looking at red salt usually from my research, and that's a Hawaiian salt. (laughs) And there's always going to be these fancy salts here and there, and that would be a great gift, in my opinion, (laughs) Um, or a time to treat yourself because they are pricier. Yet daily salt, we love Redmond Real Salt. Um, It's a company out of uh, Utah, and they use their salt lakes for that sourcing. Um, And I like that a lot because, one, it's more local to us. Two, you're less likely to have uh, some level of pollution to it because a lot of the times salt that is mined overseas, there, there can be a pollution issue with that that we don't, we don't always know for sure about. So I love that they're local to the U.S. They're close um, to us in Nevada, and they're just a quality, good, um, kind people company. <laughs> um, if not, if you don't find that in your store, but it is at most stores, it's called Real Salt, R-E-A-L. Um, then any kind of pink Himalayan salt or Celtic salt, any kind of sea salt is going to be good. It's going to have those minerals in there. Those minerals, electrolytes, body functioning correctly. <laughs> so let's dive into the the function, the function of, yeah. of salt. What we hear, what a lot of people hear when we're starting to tell people like, hey, Take some element, and we'll talk about element here in just a sec, guys. Put some salt in your water in the morning. Salt your food. First thing they ask is go, they go, well, doesn't salt increase your blood pressure, which then increases your chance of heart disease or heart attack? Mm-hmm. Can, we mm-hmm. touch, can we touch on that just straight out the gate? Yeah. Yeah. So simply put, yes, having more sodium is going to raise your blood pressure. Again, simply put, yet there are caveats to that. And we aren't, what most people and doctors are not looking into is there's a deeper reason as to why that would cause the more serious issues, such as hypertension that leads to that cardiovascular disease, the heart attack, the stroke, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we're afraid of. That's what doctors are afraid of. And that's why we're told lower your sodium intake, because that's the one link they know of that causes hypertension. Yet, (laughs) again, we are not looking at the whole picture. And most, so when you look at studies of cohorts of people who have, um, they have that hypertension or the risk factors of leading to cardiovascular disease, when they lower their sodium intake, it does not improve their hypertension. Hmm. So yes. Hmm. (laughs) So what's the other reason? And for most people, we know the standard American diet is full of refined foods usually higher in carbs and we tend to overeat them two big reasons so when you're eating more carbohydrates your body 
increases insulin because it tries to bring down your blood sugar. When that happens, when you have more insulin or even insulin resistance, because it's chronically doing that day after day, month after month, year after year, we have a hormone increase called aldosterone. And that tells signals to the kidneys, hold on to sodium, which is not a good thing. We do want sodium regularly, but we don't want it to hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on too much. We want it to release. And so when we're eating too many carbs, too many refined sugars, um, that is what's going to happen. And so looking at that and then looking at, oh, we're also getting a lot of refined foods that have that refined salt we talked about at the beginning, which don't have the other minerals that help balance our electrolytes out. So then it's just high sodium, low magnesium, low potassium. So those are the two big factors that are not talked about. <laughs> and and it's, it's so interesting because it is a simple fix. So that's why we always recommend eating more whole foods. Again, simple and not and easy are not the same thing, yet it is worth it. So again, looking at looking at your diet and uh, understanding that are we overeating or we are, you know, how many carbs are we eating in a day? Those are huge factors in retaining that sodium. So it's not negation acknowledged as <laughs> simple as don't have sodium, have sodium. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. The, actually, the CDC recommends to have less than 2,300 milligrams a day, so it's like two grams or less. Most Americans on average, most of that because it's a lot of refined food they're eating, are getting around 3,400 milligrams a day. Yet, again, going back to that study showing when they actually do decrease sodium <clears throat> under two grams, it actually causes more death and disease. It's crazy. And so what that one of those studies found is actually the, the sweet spot is five grams, 5,000 milligrams, even up to 10,000 milligrams for those who are eating more whole foods, for those who are more active throughout the day, meaning they're sweating more and their body's working a little harder. So, and then, and then it doesn't get to a, a port or an, an issue as far as too much sodium until past that 10,000 mark. And it's usually with those people who are eating the refined foods and are less active. Yeah. I mean, I'm already over 3000 milligrams of, of sodium and it's <laughs> 10 AM. Right. And, uh, when it comes to those refined foods and you know what, I, I do want to touch on this because I don't think people talk about it enough, really understanding what refined means. Mm -hmm. What does refined, right? Cause they, we talk about refined sugar, right? refined foods what are we saying because this is an important part because we're what we're correlating here guys is that the refined foods that we are eating are really the base layer or foundation of these health issues yet the studies are pulling or picking on sodium and saying oh no it's the sodium wait you're having McDonald's cheeseburger and, you know, uh, chips. And it doesn't matter if they're USD organic chips or they're Dorito freaking chips, you guys. That's the thing we, we're really trying to get you to understand. That go ahead and look at a broccoli stem and tell me the food label on it. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, wait a second, because there is none. All right? An apple is not going to have a, the food label, right, breaking down the carpet. You know, because it's an apple. Because it's an apple, mm -hmm. you guys. So 
what is refined foods so that we can just be very clear mm -hmm. on on that yeah and i actually like the word a better word and there's a word to me that's way better and that's denatured it's taking it out of its natured state because refined can sound fancy and good actually in my mind <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's not and when it comes to food refined not good because that means that it's going through a process it's getting broken down from its natural state and so typically that means it's broken down whether it be chopped up um mold into something else a different form some other ingredients are added to it air is exposed to it light is exposed to it the, all of these things and time it increases the amount of time it gets from wherever it's grown to in your body and all of those factors lead to de a decrease in nutrients in the actual food so even veggies for example and i don't want people i don't want to scare people away from veggies or like frozen veggies for example but when they're pre-cut or frozen and there's more time between that and when you actually eat them the nutrient level decreases so when you think about that with really processed foods, it's, it's a lot more as far as the nutrient level is highly decreased by the time you're eating it. So yes, you can have um, the beet chips or something like that. And maybe you're getting a few nutrients here and there and that might be better than say the goldfish cracker. <laughs> Yet you're still, you're still not, it's not the same as a real veggie. So anytime we're denaturing a food, the nutrient level decreases. And that does that satiates us less, meaning we're going to be more hungry. We're going to have less energy. Our body's not going to perform as well. And we're not going to have the appropriate electrolytes, which now we start creating this vicious cycle, right? When coming back to uh, salt and uh, electrolytes that you guys, you see, you see what's going on here. It, it's, it's not, it's really not fancy yet. They want to make it fancy. And you, you made a point in terms of, of refined, right? And so I, I want to read the definition of refined because we have the first one uh, as an adjective with impurities or unwanted elements having been removed by processing. Okay, so mm -hmm. refined sugar is the example. Yet the second one is elegant and cultured in appearance, manner, or taste. So mm -hmm. we can see where there, <laughs> there can be some confusion, right? Words matter for us here mm -hmm. at Proclivity, guys. <laughs> and I always, in, we always encourage you guys to truly look at the definition of what a word is because you'll start understanding like, oh, that's why I kind of feel like refined is good. Oh, because it's talking about elegant and cultured. I want to be refined, right? I want to be refined like the way coach emily is looking right now on the podcast she looks refined and i got my t-shirt on and my cowboy boots on different kind of refined it's good still so denaturized i like that word a lot a lot denatured yep denatured. yeah it makes more sense when you think about it it makes a ton of sense it makes a ton of sense so Salt has been demonized in, in some of these studies, and, and we, we focused in on that, and we said, mm, wait, hold on. There's a lot more to this than just the sodium. So the CDC recommends how much daily? Uh, under, at max, so yeah, under 2,300 milligrams. Under 2,300 milligrams, yet there are other studies saying that 5,000 milligrams, up to 10,000 10, milligrams yeah. are actually the sweet spot with mm -hmm. the appropriate salts in which we mentioned beforehand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
which then leads me to the question, are people getting enough salt? Yeah. <laughs> Something you should be asking yourself right now. <laughs> so I, I first look at, yeah, who you are, what is your lifestyle, what are you eating? So again, if you are anywhere near a whole foods diet, say at least even 75%, you are moving your body, meaning it doesn't have to be a full-on exercise, like a workout in the gym. If you're moving your body, say you're standing for half the day or you're getting 10,000 steps or even 7,000 steps. Yeah. Um, if you are doing any kind of movement and if you are sweating, if uh, you eat any kind of lower carb diet, even you know paleo or keto, of course, um, or if you're fasting to any, any level because that is forcing your body into a lower carbohydrate intake state naturally. If you're in any of those camps, anything I just listed, then you want to pay attention to the salt that you're getting in your diet. And you're likely, if you're not aware of this, under utilizing or getting salt. And so a good visual for how much you should be getting 5,000 milligrams is about two teaspoons of salt. So if you're not going to be eating any refined foods with any added salt, and if you're like, hmm, how much salt should I be getting? Take out two teaspoons of salt, put it on a dish for your counter for the day or however you want to do it. <laughs> and you start adding all of that salt to all of your meals. And by the end of the day, if you've taken all of that, then you've gotten about 5,000 milligrams and see how you feel. <laughs> and when I say see how you feel, like any improvement in your energy, any improvement in your digestion, salt helps with proper digestion and absorption of other uh, nutrients. Um, are you sleeping better? A huge when people, when people aren't sleeping well. Salt is one of the first go-tos I have people check like, hey, have a little bit of salt before bed. Um, it's going to help, most likely help you sleep better throughout the night. Um, re reduction in headaches, reduction in cramps, whether they be like a muscle cramp or even PMS symptoms of cramps. So many things. A, a big sign of someone not getting enough salt, like very clear cut sign, is when you go from sitting to standing and you get lightheaded or dizzy. Mm. So if I hear that, I'm like, okay. Hold on. Priority number one, get more salt, <laughs> get more electrolytes. And yeah, yeah, those are, those are very clear. And a lot of our clients are experiencing those symptoms. Uh, and I'm sure that many of our listeners right now are going, wait, wait, what, wait, what'd you say? Struggling with sleep, right? <laughs> Cramps, you're sitting to standing, um, energy. Yeah, I want better energy. I want to sleep better. Right. Uh, how about heart palpitations? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's actually a more serious one for sure. Cause that means it's, yeah, it's gone to an, an extreme. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Right. So listen, folks, we hear you. You, you, you talk to your doctor who had two weeks of nutrition. Um, and they said, don't have salt. Because they read, they read an article one time when they were drinking their coffee in the morning. It's not to discredit our, our medical professionals out there. It is to say that we study this and we look into it and we've done it ourselves and we've taken ourselves through, through it. This stuff works. Getting enough salt is vital. So... Mm -hmm. What are our best ways in getting salt? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll say just to cap that part off is if you do have already kidney issues or if you do, um, have you, if you doctor has classified you as a hyper, in, um, sodium responder, there is a very small percentage of people out there. Of course, that's something that you need to deal with with your doctor on your own and maybe yeah, lower sodium, but that's a very, very small percentage of people. Um, yeah, check with your doctor if you have kidney issues. Otherwise, in order to get uh, more salt into your diet, you know, easiest one would be to add salt to food. So salt your food to taste using real salt or whatever sea salt that you enjoy. Um, but my, my actual tip before that, for if we're going over our tips, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Is that what we're doing, Joel? Yep. Yep. Let's go over our tips. <laughs> Cool. So yeah, top three tips we like to do at the end of most of our podcasts. So my first one before that would be eat more whole foods. Mm. <laughs> if you're worried about high blood pressure, eat mm-hmm. more whole foods. Mm-hmm. Then move your body every day. If it's just 10, 15 minutes of a walk of whatever, great. Then I would say salt your food to taste. Try an element packet. We love the company Element. It's spelled L-M-N-T. And they're an electrolyte company that has created a product for originally that started for people who are doing low carb diets because they found that need. They need more salt. We, if you're eating lower carbs, say under 75 grams a day, sometimes for some people under even 100 grams per day, um, that's considered lower carb and your body's likely going to need more sodium. Mm. And we love Element because it does not have added sugar. It uses stevia. Which again, because sometimes people think, oh, electrolytes, in order for me to take them, I need to be, you know, exercising. I get that question all the time. Hey, can I take electrolytes even when I'm, I'm not working out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're eating whole foods and it's an electrolyte or salt that does not, is not paired with sugar. In the majority of every other electrolyte supplement out there is paired with sugar because studies, some studies show that if it's paired with the sugar, it helps with the intake, um, the uptake of electrolytes. Yet there's controversy over that as well. So I recommend for a low carb person, someone who's eating mostly whole foods to drink element because again, no added sugar, use a stevia, very simple ingredients. And the other huge benefit is the electrolytes that it does include are the ones we tend to be most efficient on, which other electrolyte companies don't always have these magnesium and the type of magnesium. Literally, I don't think any other electrolyte company has magnesium malate. Most others are going to have oxide or citrate, which actually act as a laxative whole nother story yet yeah, uh-huh. you want the proper magnesium it has um, a higher level of potassium than most other companies do um and then the sodium a thousand milligrams of sodium in one packet which most other companies will have around 200 milligrams so so much higher quality higher amounts that will actually make an impact bigger bang for your buck um, and no sugar and they, they taste so good and there's so many different ways to have them so <laughs> i could go on and on about element love them I d- Yes. When Emily and I started working together, that was one of the first things that she said to me, Hey, take some element. I said, you're the boss. Absolutely. I will. (laughs) Holy mother of mercy. Did my life change? I, I tend to burn, uh, I tend to burn salt a lot. I I run and I, Mm -hmm. I, if you guys run, you have a ton of white on your face. You're just churning and burning salt right? Where some people run and like, they don't have any of the the white lines, right? Whether on your shirt or in your hat or on your face. Um, I was burning through salt. I still do. Yeah. I wasn't supplementing. 
enough right. salt. And at the same time, I started going into uh, intermittent fasting, 24-hour fast, three-day fast, so on and so forth. And it was a complete game changer. When I am fasting, like today, I will have one meal today. My uptake in sodium and element packets goes up massively. I'm shooting. I'm mm-hmm. shooting for that, getting closer to that 10,000 milligram mark, yeah. and it helps tremendously in my workouts. It helps tremendously in my sleep. At times when I uh, feel like I didn't get enough sodium, I'll take an element packet before bed to yeah. put in a little hot water. Right. Maybe if I want to get a little crazy, take some Bub's MCT oil, just sprinkle that in there, give me mm. a little bit of creaminess, drink mm-hmm. some of that before bed, and oh, does it help my sleep, right? When I don't, when I don't get enough sodium, there'll be times where I'm in bed, my heart's a totally. If you hear that heartbeat in your ear or literally in your heart, that often is a sign of not enough electrolytes. And if you're, if you're waking up in the night to have to go pee because, you know, sodium retains water, mm-hmm. so have more electrolytes before bed, you'll be less likely to, to need to pee at, in the middle of the night. Yes. And, and those are two things for myself that getting the appropriate amount of sodium helped tremendously. So there's times I go to bed and I can hear my heartbeat in my ear, right? Or I'm having that kind of weird heartbeat. I immediately mm-hmm. get up and I immediately take some element. And yep. sure enough, <laughs> I will lay back down and all of a sudden I don't see my, hear my heartbeat. All of a sudden it's not funky and then I fall gracefully to sleep <laughs> and sleep throughout the night because now that sodium is, is being retained in, instead of you know drinking so much water throughout the day and always peeing constantly mm-hmm. and it's you know uh, clear all the time. That's... You want to speak to that real quick? I know that we're we're closing things mm-hmm. off yet. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people, um, yeah, pay attention to your pee as you would your poops. <laughs> it, it is a report card of your health. <laughs> if it is totally clear, say more than two times in your day, you are likely overhydrating. Because what we see in that tint of yellow, so I, I say look for a sticky note yellow that is our ideal for our pea color. We obviously do not want it very like darker than that because then that means we are underhydrated. Um, yet when it's clear, well, that's a little too dark yellow. You want the light one. <laughs> if anyone's watching the video, Joel will up a darker yellow. <laughs> um, if it's clear though, it, again, more than one time, you're likely overhydrating without enough electrolytes because that, that yellow tinge is excess nutrients coming out. And when your pee is clear, that means your body is void of some nutrients because it has nothing to give up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Makes a ton of sense. (laughs) Makes a ton of sense. Which, again, goes back to what we're talking about, guys. Sodium intake and electrolytes. Mm -hmm. Getting the appropriate sodium, you'll get the electrolytes with it. If you want to make it easier because you're running throughout the day and you're a busy mom, dad, or professional – Element is well worth the investment. Mm-hmm. You want to have more energy. You want to feel better throughout the day. Element. It's so good. It makes you want to drink more. And I will say it's extra good for those breastfeeding. Oh, man. Yes. If you're the mother and breastfeeding, 100%. This would be a perfect gift. If you're listening, who has a, you have a friend who has just had a baby. Element 
is the best. Um, and if you're someone who has been told you have adrenal issues or HPA access dysfunction, so AKA burnout, you've been burning the candle at both ends for way too long. You feel that extreme chronic fatigue. Uh, it's going to, it's going to be a big game changer to add more salt in and element is a huge tool for that. And then I did want to add on that. Say you do change your diet. You have more whole foods you do, uh, and you're adding in more sodium, you're getting sleep. And then your doctor says, Hey, you still have hypertension or high blood pressure. I would look at like Joel mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. What is your anxiety level, your stress levels? How are you going throughout your day mentally? Um, because that is going to have a huge effect on your blood pressure as well. Absolutely. Guys, we talk about it all the time. Our words affect our bodies. If you don't think so, go ahead, go up to your wife or husband and call them a nasty name. You know the name that they don't like. Watch their blood pressure go through the roof and watch your blood pressure go up because you're about to get smacked. If we are constantly using these words that create constriction in ourselves, where we feel it, we feel tension on our chest, it feels kind of, it feels weird, that's what's happening in your body too. Mm-hmm. Everything's constricting. So now we're gonna create high blood pressure. So if you think that you've done everything and it's just genetics, right? which I'm not saying that it can't be, but a lot of people just go, ah, it's genetics. You know, my, my grandfather, my father had, you know, high blood pressure. You know why they did? Because they passed down the same cycle of stress and tension to you. Mm-hmm. And you are the one that's going to have to break it for your children or they will carry it on. So yes, mm-hmm. there's genetics when it comes to the psychological and the language that we use. That's why some words make us feel, and other words make us saying the wrong words too often we're going to be in that position so there you go guys that's salt in a nutshell (laughs) because nuts have salt a lot of times anyways Mm -hmm. you guys if you liked the podcast please like and share we want to help as many people as we possibly can across the world to create healthier and happier bodies. If you liked anything that we talked about today and you're more curious, you're like, wait, I want to learn more. We have a 12-week program. It's called the Proclivity Method. Is unlike anything else that is out there. I guarantee it. I would put my life on it. No one's doing what we're doing. We are the leaders in this. If you truly want to make a change in your nutrition and your health, book a clarity call. Go to www.proclivity.co. You get Emily and I for 45 minutes. If anything, you'll leave there with more information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We will help you go in a direction that's going to get you to that healthier body and happier life. Coach Emily, anything else? Yeah, nothing to lose, only something to gain from that call. Go for it's, it. It's free, you guys. Golly. Like, you, you, even if got- you just want to call us and ask us a random nutrition question, or, you know, if you're like, wait, what is Joel talking about with its language stuff? If you want to know more about it, literally, we will answer those questions. Hit us up. <laughs> we got all kinds of free resources to be able to help you out. Yeah. Um, the most important part for us is that you guys live a life that you deserve to live. So, all right. That's it. Episode 64. 
We're going to rock and roll it. Next week is the Daily Drive, right? Yes. Daily Drive, short, 15 minutes. We're, we're going to be talking. I don't remember what we were going to talk about. Who knows? <laughs> Tune in <laughs> next week to find out. <laughs> See you guys. Yeah.